Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to breelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. There are like different styles of the way bomb makers make their bombs, I think. Yeah. And my guess is, I like it honestly beats me, but I'm sure there must be like a universal way that it's kind of done. Like, not one particular way, but I'm sure there's not like, oh, you know, this is, I've never seen a bomb like this before. I'm sure that's few and far between. But it's, when it's, but like it's that. also like the person who he's always on, like, the headset with. The person who's like, like, Googling whatever to do. I don't even know. They're obviously in a safe distance enough away from the bomb, from the explosion. They're not going to get hurt. But it always, Googling what to do. it always ends up with them being like, you don't fucking know what to do. Uh, what? The, so the guy, is it the green wire, or the red wire. Yeah. Hold on, let me Google it. <laughs> Hold on, googling. Siri, which wire? <laughs> These the guys like, I gotta cut it. I gotta cut it. And he waits till zero 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 one, and he just click cuts one. I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's this game called Keep Talking, <clears throat> Keep Talking, and Nobody Explodes, where. It's like a two-player kind of game, usually played in VR, where one person is a bomb diffuser and the other person has like a list of directions they got off the internet from the, the manual of this game. And what it is is there's it's like little mini games that are on the bomb that you have to complete mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you know, we've got here's here's a section, we've got, you know, six wires, here's the order of the colors of these wires. Um, this is how many batteries are on the bomb. The bomb does not end at a vowel kind of thing. And that'll usually tell you like, okay, we have to cut this wire and stuff like that. And then there's other like little mini games on there. So that's like the closest thing to like a game I've ever seen of that. Yeah. It's, I I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, oh fuck, I'll get out of here. But welcome back to for your distraction. I am Scott and the melodious Sounds you're hearing with me, as always, our good friend Adam. Adam, m- happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. That's right. It is our New Year's show that we're doing. Our I guess you call it our holiday show. Um, but we are here the day before New Year's Eve. Uh, when we're recording this yes. show. Yes. Day before New Year's Eve. When we were recording this show, this should be out hopefully New Year's Day. Oh, we'll okay. see. I, me and Scott, we're going to a uh, New Year's Eve party tomorrow night, so we'll see how much we I gonna get done. We're going to get crushed. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so we'll see how much I get done tomorrow. But as of right now, it is 2017 as of we are recording this. And my God, we are leaving back 2017. It's about fucking time. Holy Damn. shit. This year has been horrendous with the amount of deaths that we had, all the amazing people, the amount of celebrities and people in higher up positions that we found out who are just grabbing women by the pussy and, you know, just doing and just saying just horrendous things and just the amount of information. It's been horrendous. It's been horrible. Football players aren't catching passes, for God's sakes. I I think the low part of my 2017 was January 20th, 2017. And that is officially the day that Donald Trump took office. And he has been... You can say that started everything. He It has been everything we dreamed and hoped it would be. He has been nothing but shit. And I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. Just to let everybody know, this is not going to be a big rant 
about the negativity of 2017. You've heard us for a year talk about all the bad shit that's happened, all the horrendous BS that's happened. But you know what? We're going to end the year on a high note. We've got to end it on a high note because we got to look forward to 2018. Yeah. 2018, Scotty. I had some good things happen to me in 2017, too. I mean, I, I, I went to, I, I had my California trip we talked about on the show. First time I ever went to the, the state of your birth. Yes. Yes, I, I enjoyed it. Went to Disneyland, got to see family out there. That, that was awesome. My Pittsburgh Penguins repeated as Stanley Cup champions. That's right. Phil Kessel is a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and don't forget about it. So those are those are some really good high points of 2017 for me, and you know I'm I'm not as negative as you. No offense, no offense, but I'm an optimistic, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kind of a guy. I don't think my 2017 was that bad. Well, you know, there's got to be yin and the yang. There's right. got to be yin and yang yeah. to every relationship, and this podcast has got the yin and the yang. I'm not sure which one is the negative and the positive in yin and yang. I've never studied uh, the yin yang symbol, but hey. The Yin Yang Twins? Yin Yang Twins. Ah, oh, yup. <laughs> Love them. Um, I've had I've had a few good things. I've had yeah. a few, few good things. You know, I'm as as I've talked about many many times. I'm back in school finally full time. That uh, made your good list. Yes, that's, that's going my back good to list. school would have made my bad list. So well, again, Yin Yang, Yin Yang. I'm gonna get a degree where I don't have to you know do any type of physical labor for money for the rest of my life. So you know that, it's a positive for me. Okay, that's what I'm working towards. Fair enough. Um, and I you know what I I I caught uh I caught a couple football games finally. Finally got a cup, kind of, and know, the first one I caught this year was the one where Deloney invited me to, which was apparently one of the games of the year, though one of the games where people are freaking out. <clears throat> yes, I, I heard you mention that in the opening, Adam, and I, and I tried to brush it over because I'm still not over it. I'm still not over it. The you're referring to the uh, the Pittsburgh Steeler New England <clears throat> Patriots football game that happened a couple of weeks ago, as of us recording the show, and. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I mean, you're, you're in the minority, but the Steelers all look like they scored a touchdown with about 20 seconds left to win the game. And the touchdown got reversed off of, in my humble opinion, a very bad call. And they went on to lose the game to the well, dreaded, funny, hated Patriots. Funny you should mention that whenever I was at the Looney's house watching it, uh, I was watching it with his dad and... They were going back and reviewing it, and Deloney's like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? Like, it was a touchdown. Like, what's going on? Deloney's dad looks at it. He's like, that wasn't a pass. He, he called it, too. He said, that that's not a pass. If you look at it, it's not a pass. Like, well, I went back, and I read the rule book three times. That's how much of a freak I am. And <clears throat> I, I, will, I will cut the officials a break, because according to the NFL rule book, they got the call right. It should have been ruled an incomplete pass. That being said, that rule is bullshit. It's a very bad rule, and I will be shocked if this offseason the NFL doesn't change that rule. Now, here's where I'm really upset, because I've also gone back and watched film. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a geek. I study game film, and I've seen this rule. It occurred again with the Buffalo Bills, got a, call, got a touchdown called back against Guess who? The New England Patriots. The New York Jets had a touchdown called back against, guess who? The New England Patriots. But then the New England Patriots had the same thing happen to them against the Houston Texans, and they ruled it a touchdown. 
I want consistency, Adam. Consistency is the name of the game. If you're going to make that bad call every time, then I won't argue. It's a bad call. It's a bad rule. But if you're going to call it that way for every team, then good. But I've seen them call it sometimes and not call it other times. Either always call it or never call it. That's how I feel. That's a fair way to do it. This game brought us probably one of the funniest episodes of Pittsburgh Dad, though. Let's be honest. That was a pretty funny episode. Yeah, if, you, if you're not familiar with Pittsburgh Dad, I suggest you Google Pittsburgh Dad watch right now and watch some of his stuff. What a, what a fantastic yeah. comedian. And we'll you know, share a link to our Facebook everybody, page. Everybody was all up in arms about the game. They were all freaking out and, you know, and all this other shit. And I'm just sitting there watching like, you know what? I was rooting for the Steelers. They lost, but that was a, that was a nail bite of a game. Like that was that was fun for me. Like I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I was rooting for the Steelers, but I wasn't like, you know, oh my god, this is bullshit. I was like, wow, that's that. that the tables are turned apparently. Well, I'm glad you got to see that, Adam, because I know you're not you're not much of a sports fan like the rest of us, but you're trying to get into it. And I respect that wholeheartedly. <clears throat> I respect that, and you saw a great game there. Like last week, the Steelers played Houston. They beat them, I think it was 34 to 6. It that was, seems like a boring game. It was boring. The Steelers killed them. It wasn't, this game was on the edge of your seat, back and forth, fun to watch. Though That's how football should be. And now you know why we love it so much. Because it's exciting. It's exciting. But not every game is exciting like that, unfortunately. You can get some duds in there. So, so Scott, you brought us 2017's last beer of the show. Right, right. This is the final yearly beer of the show that we're going to do. What do you have for us tonight? Okay, so a little backstory on this one. Um, it's very cold here in western Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's like nine degrees this. outside. It's very no cold. Joke. There's there's feet of snow. It's 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 the dead of winter right now. And um, I had this beer in my outside fridge. We have an what's well, in a garage. So a lot of people have a garage fridge. You keep your drinks in. And I'm going to call bullshit on Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls when he hides in the refrigerator to uh, escape the atomic bomb blast. Yeah, so my fridge out there doesn't keep the freezing air out of the fridge. I had a couple cans of pop in there that they exploded all through my fridge. And the beer I had in there, beer has some alcohol in it so it doesn't freeze, turn into a block of ice, but it got really, really cold. Not just not just fridge, but a fridge from what? Oh, uh, it's 1950s? An, it's an 1960s? old fridge. Yeah, at least. No, I'm, talking mean, about, I'm talking about the Indiana Jones fridge, okay? Fridge right. technology has, you know, accelerated since then. Well, but. the fridge that I, in question that I have at my house isn't quite as old as the fridge featured in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Yes. But it's a very old fridge nonetheless, and it wouldn't keep radiation out i'm sorry it's not lead lined i suppose but it kept the the the, fri- the frigid air the the zero degrees that it goes down to at night has kept gotten in and it made our beer very cold and when you and i opened them now it exploded like a volcano when they the did. warm air mixed with the cold we've beer we've had and- some beers that have had, that have done that before but nothing like this this oh. just Went everywhere. It, it made a mess. So this we got, would have got you would have gotten an A in your elementary school science fair our, our project for this. So yes, I would have. So, you got the blue ribbon. But we're under control now. We got it all cleaned up. This beer is an Imperial Red Ale from the Lavery or Lavery La- Lavery 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 Either way, 
Lavery Brewing Company in Erie, Pennsylvania. Tell you what, Erie right now. Erie's Jesus, in, they got it worse. Yeah, your old neck of the woods, your old stomping grounds where you used to go to school. It it made national news. They have 54 inches of snow right now. Christ. They got 34 inches of snow alone on Christmas Eve. They they I've seen pictures of some of my friends who live up in Erie. They can't open their front door. The snow is piled so high. They had to climb out a window to to dig their door out so they can get outside. Like it, it's a state of emergency in Erie. That's ridiculous. The, the highways are closed still after a week. The highways are closed. It's it's a nightmare up there. But that's where the spear is from. It's the Imperial Red Ale from the Lavery <coughs> Brewing Company. So what do you think? You go first. Um, I like it. It's a it's a pretty good beer. As I've said, I'm not a big fan of the bitterness, but my palate is becoming uh, more tuned. I guess you would say to the bitter bitter beers. This isn't too bitter, but um, I'm enjoying it. It's it's decent beer. It's not a very dark beer. It's a uh, amber colored beer. I guess you would say. Um, it's a little bit darker than an amber. I'd say it's more red. It's more Auburn. You'd say that? Auburn. Very Auburn. good. Auburn. Auburn. Like, yes. yes. Yes, former art student here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess you would say it's an auburn colored. No real wow factor to it. It tastes like a regular red ale. Um, it's it, it goes down smooth, though. It goes down nice and easy. It doesn't set the bottom of your stomach. It's a good beer. I, I'd recommend it, definitely. It's recommendation for 2017. Okay. Um, I enjoy... Red ales, I, I like them. This one um, being Imperial Red Ale, a little bit. It's got a little bit of a hop flavor to it, a little bit of a bitter, but not like an IPA, not like overbearing. Yeah. Um, it's good. I'm a little bit upset with the explosion that happened, uh, but that's can't can't judge I, that I, on the I beer. I can't blame the beer. Yeah. We, we, we lost a lot a lot of good soldiers <laughs> on that hill. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna give it a. Three point seven five. It's above, above, average. above average. Above average. It is above average, but like you said, there's no wow factor, and I agree with that. <coughs> I agree with that. So that's the Imperial Red Ale from the Lavery Brewing Company in Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, as we said before, we're not going to get into a large diatribe about 2017's low moments. We're going to talk about what we loved about 2017. More specifically. We're going to talk about our favorite movies of 2017. Right. Right. We did this last year. It's, it's going to be our yearly thing. We're going to we're going to rate and review and do like a top 5 of <coughs> movies of that year. So I did this. I I, I went back and I I thought of the, tw- the movies that came out in 2017 that I've seen. I didn't see that many yet. <laughs> yeah, fine, see- fine print on the bottom of this episode, okay? Don't we did we see we saw like Maybe ten movies, if yeah. that. Like I, that's gonna be my New Year's resolution for 2018. I'm gonna try to get out and see a lot more, uh, not just the big ones like Black Panther and Avengers and all that stuff. I'm gonna try to get out and see a lot more of them. So I didn't even see Justice League. Christ. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I, I think I chose not to see that movie yeah. because I heard it wasn't great, and I didn't want to sit through three and a half hours of not great. So. So yeah, I uh, I went to make my top five list. And I realized that I had seen seven, seven movies of 2017. And I said, that's going to be a pretty shitty top five list. We were taking five out of seven. So this week, I made an attempt to watch a few more. So this week alone, I watched three movies 
that came out in 2017. You might be more so, than me, so so I got to I got to a ten. Ten's my magic number, but we've probably seen some different ones. You and I have a lot of the same taste, so we might have some the same movies on our list. But let's just let's just go ahead and kick it off. Uh, I tried. I tried. Just so everybody knows. We've all heard heard us talk about our movies, particularly me. I tried my best to kind of eliminate some of the comic book movies because if 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 I'm being honest, all the comic book movies would be on there, and that would just be the top five. So I'm trying to be a little different. I'm trying to give some of the other movies a better chance. You know, you know, judge them based on some different criteria hey, than it, normally. Do. It's your list. You can yeah. do what you want. So go ahead. You go first. If I had to pick my number one movie that I saw this year, it'd have to probably be Logan. Okay. I give it to Logan because, yes, comic book movie, but it was so much more than a comic book movie. It wasn't your normal, you know, comic book kind of story. It told a really, really amazing story. For those of you that have not seen Logan, I even if you're not a fan of comic book superheroes or anything like that, see this movie. It it, it just told a genuinely good story. The character development was good. It's supposedly supposed to be rumor uh Hugh Jackman's last go as Wolverine so I think he went out with a bang in this one unless he comes back then we know that Hollywood just lies to us all the time well things have <coughs> changed he did say that <clears throat> Hugh Jackman did say that Logan was going to be his swan song he was going to retire the character Logan Wolverine Weapon X whatever but then shortly after the movie we know we talked about it on the last show Disney yeah. acquired the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from Fox. So that means Disney now owns the rights to the X-Men. And I guess, I, from what I understand, Hugh Jackman put a tweet out there that said, it would be pretty cool to be Wolverine in an Avengers movie. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. See. We shall see. not saying it's going to happen, but there is a small possibility of... Hugh Jackman maybe being Wolverine. We'll see what they have to time. do with it. So um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a little bit different than you. I'm gonna work my from the bottom up. Okay, fair so enough. So I, I didn't really put it in order, but I think I have an order in my head. And right <laughs> off the bat, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat because I have a tie for number five. Oh, you bastard! So I'm gonna give you two, and I I'm, I don't care. So tied two movies tied for my fifth slot, my fifth favorite films, <clears throat> of 2017. First one I have. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tale. That's right. I forgot that movie came out. Yes. Too. I, it would have made my list anyway. But Okay, that's fine. I love the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Uh, the first one, Curse of the Black Pearl, that came out in 03, is one of my top ten favorite films. I love it. The last film on Stranger Tides was a flaming turd. It was a piece <laughs> of garbage. I hated it. This movie, Dead Men Tell No Tale was nowhere near as good as Curse of the Black Pearl. I don't even think it was as good as Dead Man's Chest. But it was on par with with uh, At World's End. I think I might have liked it better than At World's End, and it was certainly better than On Stranger Tides. So I like that they're getting back into the... It was it was a fun movie. Yeah, it was fun. It was a, it was I, I enjoyed fun movie. There's a lot of, I, as I mentioned before, I'm not going to go into them, there was a lot of huge plot holes that there are, yeah. made zero you saw this movie. Sense, you saw this but, movie too. Yes, so. I did. But other than that, it was a fun movie. You was, liked it? I, I enjoyed it. Yes, okay. I, had, I had fun with it. So. so that's tied for number five. My other number five, which is tied for it, is a movie I said I just saw some this week. This is one that I just saw this week. And it's Star Wars The Last Jedi. 
tied for my number five, and you're giving me the big eyes. We're going to get into a conversation about Star okay. Wars, because I've seen it too, and we have to talk about it. It's the end of the year, mm-hmm. and we're recording it. We've both seen it. we got to talk to it. Spoilers, Star Wars did not make my list. Okay. Period. Did okay. not make my list. So I I liked it better than The Force Awakens. I did. And um, I think I had The Force Awakens on my list last year. So it wouldn't be fair. I did. I like it. It has some problems. Okay, we'll get into that. Later. We're gonna. We're, we'll, we'll get look, into it. We're later. gonna. We're gonna get into it. Star we're, Wars. I've been waiting to get into because I haven't had okay. anybody to talk to about it since because nobody's I know has seen it. One person I know has seen it, and that's Ed from the Movie Guys podcast. Oh yeah, Ed. Yeah. They've already done the review of Star Wars and they've put it out. And I know he thinks very. We'll post sim- the link to their show yes. in ours. I know he thinks very similarly. That the way the same way that I do, um, but I only had a very brief texting conversation with him, and that was about it. So I want to get into it. Um, I'll go into my next one. Okay. Um, after Logan, they're kind of really not in any particular order. They're just kind of like movies I really like. So my next four, next one's going to be Wonder Woman. Okay. I have, <laughs> not, I have not seen Wonder Woman, although you loaned me your copy. Yes, just I'm tonight. I'm going to watch it. Uh, my daughter, Eva, loves Wonder Woman, so I wanted to wait for her to watch it with her. So I've not seen it yet. Not only did I think it was a really good movie, it go- it kind of goes a little bit beyond a comic book movie because mm-hmm. while it is about a superhero, it's mainly about World War One and Diana's ideal of what humanity is supposed to be about and the good and the bad and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I think what this did was it's probably, if not one of, it is the first female superhero movie that did well we've had some female quote superhero movies or anti-hero movies like Catwoman with Halle Berry and things like that <clears throat> I mean I, I would argue that it's the first DC movie that did well since Dark Knight yes so but we're not talking about that we're okay. talking about the female empowerment we're talking about we're talking about that okay which is which is a great aspect finally women and little girls have a female superhero that is powerful, strong, and fights for fights for good that they can look up to. And it was a good fucking movie too. Mm-hmm. So, cool. That that's I, I'm have to I have to give to Wonder Woman. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hey, I know this is your list, but you said in the opening you were gonna try to leave the comic. I know and your two I movies know. have been called. Okay, just pointing that out. Just. But I had to put Wonder Woman because I felt like it, it goes beyond the comic You can book do whatever movie. you want. I'm just saying. You said no I said comic I'm, books. I said I'm going to try, <laughs> mother asshole. I said I'm going to try. I, I could fail. Okay. Okay. I can fail. My <laughs> number four. I choose to fail at. My number four. Spider-Man Homecoming is my Fair number enough. four. <laughs> I, I liked it. I think Disney got Spider-Man right. I think finally we have a Spider-Man film. I don't care. We saw it with Tobey Maguire. We saw it with Andrew Garfield. I'm sick and tired of them giving us this 45, 50 minute long backstory about how Peter Parker gets bit by a raider. I don't give a shit about Uncle Ben dying. Okay. Yes, I get it. It's it's part of you. With great power comes great responsibility. That's the whole thing that Jack Kirby and Stan Lee gave to Spider-Man. I understand that. But I don't need to fucking see that again in a third movie. So Disney said, to hell with that shit. He's just going to be Spider-Man from from go. Also, what this movie gave us was an Aunt May we'd like to fuck. (laughs) My biological clock is ticking like this. So, Spider-Man Homecoming is my number four. 
All right, my next one, once again, no particular order. Um, I gave it to It. I, gave I it have to not it. seen it. I, I kind of want to. I gave it to It. I watched it again last night. Before you say anything, they it may have may not been acquired through legal or illegal manner. I don't know. I just know it came on the TV screen, so I sat and watched it. That's as far as I know. Um, but I watched again last night, and I got to be honest with you, it's not... It's not a scary movie. It's got it's got a few like scary aspects, but it's not to me like a scary movie. But it is a good thriller movie where it's like it's a good like you've got this Pennywise a clown hunting down these kids, trying to freak these kids out. The casting was good. All the kids were good. The child actors, one of them, uh, played in Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. Yes, and he but... and he played in it. And a lot of people said that it like Stranger Things, was just a nostalgia fest. That's all it was. An 80s nostalgia fest. That's all it was. I liked it. I was born in 89, so I don't remember anything from the 80s, obviously, and I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was a nostalgia fest, but I just thought it was a... The Conjuring was a last good scary movie I saw, and it didn't scare me once again, Mm -hmm. but it was a good movie. I think this is another good scary movie. It may not scare you, but it's a good thriller scary movie, and I can't wait for part two, to be honest with you. The only bad part about part two that I'm going to see is it's not a spoiler. We all know it. It's going to take place when they're adults. So we're not going to have the same cast of kids. Right. I'm nervous about see. I, I don't know how I'm going to react to the whole killing of innocent children thing. But hey, well, it's a movie. I get it. But yeah. All right. It's make believe. To make believe. Pennywise isn't these real. kids are sitting at home counting their money. Yeah. So I was like, I don't care how you feel about it. I yes. got paid. Exactly. So, all right, number three for me. My number three favorite film of 2017 <laughs> is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Adam, great what a movie! What a fun movie! Great fucking movie! What, what great characters? Who who would have thought? I knew absolutely jack shit about the Guardians. In comic book, like when I was a kid, I, it existed. It was a thing. It was out there, but it was not anything in my repertoire. And now that I've seen these films, two of them now, and they're going to be in the Avengers movies now, I just love these guys. They're fun. Like I want to hang out with them. It's Guardians Galaxy Volume One was pro- maybe one of the first Marvel movies that really brought that hyper fun aspect to it all the, all the other movies they had like little jokes here and there the first guardians of the galaxy movie was just pure fun pure sarcastic fun there was you know a villain and they had to fight stuff but it was pure sarcastic fun and volume two it just upped the ante in my it opinion did. It did. so very much like <coughs> volume two guardians Galaxy. that's my number three okay um my next one once again no particular order is Going back to another comic book movie, but it might be my last one. Thor Ragnarok. Ah, you, I want to see it. You have not seen I'm it. Really, I really want to see this one more than this anything. movie is amazing. It took the idea of Thor and it. I'm gonna honestly say it. it Guardians of the Galaxy did is what it did. Like it still had its stakes and it still had you know Thor gods and all this other stuff, but it it guarded. Jeff Goldblum is one of my fucking favorite characters in the entire movie, and he's not even like a he's a big role, but he doesn't have as many scenes as most of the other characters. Like I loved Jeff Goldblum's character. It took Thor one, which was good, but it was really serious. Thor two, terrible shit, super serious and absolute dog shit. And he took Thor three and is like 
fuck it. Let's chop his hair off and have fun with it. Apparently, uh, I listen to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts, and apparently Chris Hemsworth said that it, they all said it was Chris Hemsworth was like the pioneer to be like, let's take Thor and have fun with it. Like, no more of this serious bullshit. And when somebody asked him, like, where'd you, like, where'd you get the idea? He's like, well, I listened to a podcast by Kevin Smith, and, you know, he was talking about it, and it got me to thinking, like, yeah, let's have fun with Thor. Like, who gives a shit? So... That that kind of makes me a little happy because yeah. it's like like this this guy in the low end of the totem pole affected a fucking Marvel movie. So, all right. So <laughs> my number two, I'm surprised it took this long, but my number two is Logan, which was your favorite, right? You said yeah. that was number one. You yeah, go, that's you're going in reverse no, order from me. So there's no once again my movie is no particular okay. order, but Logan is without doubt probably my favorite movie of this okay. year. I'm very much like Logan. I have it at number two. Logan is my number two favorite film of 2017 for all the same reasons you said. I thought it was great. <coughs> there was excitement. It was the the Wolverine that we came to know and love from a million if films already. If you didn't already. tear up at the end of that movie, yeah. you've got no heart. I'm right. sorry. Right. So I, I very much liked Logan. <coughs> you know, I watched it a long time ago. I, I need to rewatch it. So I was thinking about that the other day, too. I, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, it's, I think it's on... I've heard HBO Go. I think has it, so I might watch it on there. So, well, I, my my mother has it on Blu-ray. I think there's a there's apparently a version of it. I didn't watch it like this, which is called like the noir version. It's black and the, white. Yeah, yeah, it's the entire mm-hmm. movie in black and white. And at first, it didn't appeal to me, but then I heard a lot of people say that's that's a good it's a good version. I'm like mm, maybe I should watch that then. So I might I might do it that way. I see the noir versions. I'm not really that into until I just recently watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the noir Great version. Movie. And it was black and white. And he, oh, man. See, I was, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Mad Max was so... Fury Road was just so visually stunning that I'm like, I won't like the black and white version. Adam, I loved it. So I might, I might give the Logan noir version a chance, too. So that's my number two. All right, my last one on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave, giving it to a movie I saw, I think it was last week. Uh, I'm giving it to Bright. The Netflix original film okay. that uh, came up. It's the Will Smith one. It's about I saw Will it. Smith playing a cop, and it's about fantasy creatures like orcs and elves and shit like that existing mm-hmm. in the world today. So it's like take Chicago you got today, throw in a mix of elves and orcs in there and shit like that, just living their day to day lives with like their own history and everything like that. It's it's a superb movie. It's really good. I've always said. You know me, I'm into video games. I like fantasy stuff. I like Lord of the Rings and all that other shit. I've always said I would love to see orcs, the, what we got in that movie. I would love to see these fantasy creatures existing today. What would it be like if, you know, if they so developed as like a... It's like tokens. Uh, <laughs> tokens universe is the actual history of this world. Kind of, yeah, like, a little like, bit. In a sense. Like there like there's a dark lord in legend that existed 2000 years ago in yes. this world and the the kind of basic story of it is the orcs apparently according to history or theology whatever you want to call it sided with the dark lord 2000 years ago and they were beaten back and the dark lord is beaten back. So now the orcs have grown up as in the society basically since then century or thousands of years ago as like the token beatdown race of the world like you picked the wrong side you picked the evil side so now you got to pay for it for generations how so, black people are in our universe kind of, that's, yeah. how, that's how it, it kind of is are, like yeah. like they have like they have they're 
gangs and things like they're, that. They, and all this kind, kind of stuff. They're discriminated against. Yeah. They're, yeah. And it's about, it's about Will Smith as his cop, and he gets assigned the first ever orc police officer. It's this orc that always wanted to be a cop since he was uh, a child, and he gets assigned the first orc police officer. And it's about the fact that Will Smith has to get over his prejudice over orcs because he's just trying to get through the day to day his day to day life through his job, and having an orc as a partner puts a target on his back essentially. And it goes to that thing, and he, this orc he's shunned by everybody. He's shunned by humans, elves. He's shunned by his own kind because he joined the police force, and he's and all this shit. Like he's shunned by everybody. It's a really, really good, compelling movie, I think. They I even it. added a little bit of magic in there, yeah. and it didn't take me out of it. It didn't really take me out of it. It didn't delete or get rid of what the movie was about. I saw it, and um, if you're listening to the show and you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix. I recommend checking it out, but I didn't love it. Really? I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. It was entertaining to watch once, but there was just so much going on. Uh, it's David Ayers. David Ayers did it, who did Suicide Squad and did Fury. And one of the other films that David Ayers did that I absolutely love is uh, Training Day from 2001 with yeah. Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke. You're smiling. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. Okay, because I saw it on the internet, too. It's a great thing from the internet. So, before I ever watched Bright, somebody put... So, Bright is just like Training Day with elves and a lot shittier. <laughs> I got a kick out of that because when I watched it, when I watched it, I'm like, wow, this is fucking training day. Not only is it fucking training day, it's by the same guy who did training day and they're putting magic in it and it's not as good. Like that's kind of what it was. Yeah. But I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, It was entertaining, but yeah, it didn't make my list. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. What is your final movie? My number one, Adam, my number one favorite film of the year. Was the live action Beauty and the Beast? I thought about that one. Yes, it was very it. good. And you and I have talked about it on the show, and I know you liked it too. You didn't like the, the extra song they added for the Beast, and to be honest, it wasn't my favorite either. But it wasn't a deal breaker. I thought it was excellent. Excellent. I didn't say film. it was a deal breaker. I still liked it. I right, still liked right. the movie. So yeah, it, it wasn't a great song that they added, but I, I kind of understand. One would why say they it did. was a shitty song. So. <laughs> It wasn't very good, so we'll just leave. I'll I'll leave that. My that's my opinion. But the rest of it was just oh, talk, you were talking about nostalgia earlier. This was fucking nostalgia for me, and it was fucking Hermione as Belle, and it was like in my face, and it was uh, it was the guy from Legion who's playing the Beast. And yeah. I'm like this is fucking great. I love everything about this. I still think that Beauty and the Beast overall is a weird story because it's about this woman who sings and talks about freedom and exploring the world and seeing sights and meeting people. And the story ends with her being tied down to a man and queen of this kingdom. And she can't go fucking do anything now. And now she's stuck in a castle, but she's got a hot guy that she could, you know, I'm not going to go beyond PG 13. I need a hot girl. So (laughs) I've always thought it was a weird story, but still good movie. I like it. That's my number one, my number one favorite film of the year. Okay, as we like to do, we've got a few honorable mentions. We're going to rattle them off, you know, pretty quickly. We're not going to, they didn't make the list, so why would we give them more time, right? Um, my own mentions, Beauty and the Beast, Guardians 2, and Spider-Man Homecoming. I got one more that we didn't talk about, though, John Wick 2. Mm. 
It's a fun, haven't seen it. Fun, great action movie. Keanu Reeves is fantastic. He's a badass in the movie. He's not given a lot of lines in the movie, which I think kind of makes it better because we don't have to hear the what, what, yo, what, huh? Yeah, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Righteous. <laughs> so it, it made it better. Great movie. If you haven't seen either of them, they're both really good movies. Take a gander at them. Okay, I got a couple honorable mentions myself. Uh, You're going to be surprised, I think, on this one. I have Kong Skull Island as an honorable mention for me. It was a good movie. didn't make any of my lists. I I enjoyed it, and it exists in the same monsterverse, if you will, with the 2014 Godzilla flaming turd that I absolutely hated. (coughs) Not a flaming turd, but okay. I hated that movie. You you liked it? Just not enough monsters. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Too much Scarlet Witch, uh, not enough Breaking Bad, and not enough fucking Godzilla, and that's what the movie's called. Yeah. All right, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Kong Skull Island. I thought there was enough monsters in it, and I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I, it, was, it was better than the Peter Jackson King Kong we got with Jack Black and Adrian Brody's back in the, the early aughts. That movie was entirely too long and entirely too ho-hum. This is every King Kong we've ever seen. This is a new take on it. This is completely different, King Kong. And I like the ending, how it introduces, it ties him in with Godzilla mythos, and along with Mothra and Gamera and uh, Gojira. I'm especially a big Gra- fan of the way they explain the reason why Kong is so small, because if you ever watch any of the trailers of Kong Skull Island, he's like, he's not even that big. Like, how's he going to fight Godzilla? Godzilla is like the size of a skyscraper. He grows, he yeah, he's like, well, he's still a baby. Yeah. He's still a baby. He has a lot more growing to do. I was like, yeah, there we go. He's going to be fucking huge. So that's one of my honorable mentions. Another one I have here is the movie Split by M. Night Shyamalan. I still have not seen that movie. Okay. I want to I see it. I recommend seeing it. Um, I was a big M. Night Shyamalan fan early in his career. I really enjoyed his films. And then he started putting out Flaming Turd after Flaming Turd and... He kind of lost lost me in there. But this is kind of a return to form film with him. Um, what's his name? James McAvoy yeah. is excellent in it because he's playing a character with split personalities. He's a, he's a good actor. In general. And he's a great actor. Him. And he, to, to play this character who's different from moment to moment is incredible. What a great job he does on this film. Um, and one thing, spoilers, I think most people know about this, but what I really love about it is at the end of the film, they tie in M. Night Shyamalan, probably my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie, Unbreakable, with yeah, Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson. Briefly, yeah. it, it, it makes them, so there's going to be an, an Unbreakable 2 with the villain they introduce fighting uh, David Dunn's character, uh, Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable movie back in the 90s. I think so, that's great. I still great. have to watch it. I still, I still got to get that chance. Yeah, I, I love that. I can't wait for that to happen. I don't know when that's going to happen, but hopefully soon. And my last honorable mention is is a unique one. It is a, I think it's a Netflix only movie, but I could be wrong. It didn't get much fanfare out there. I watched it on Netflix. It's called What Happened to Monday, and it's really unique. Um, the actress who play who was the main character, her name escapes me. She was uh, in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, I know you're um, talking about. Dark haired, pretty. She is. It takes place in the future, and it's uh, there's a there's a famine. There's no food. 
So scientists discovered this way to create large plethoras of crops, but the chemical they use is people. Makes no, it makes women have multiple children. So now the earth has an overpopulation problem. So of course government steps in and they allow you to have one kid only and no siblings and they like kill the rest. Oh. Yes. Is this the... Keep explaining. I think okay. I know what you're talking so, about. Sorry. Sorry. It, it, the story opens up with this woman who uh who has seven kids, who has seven babies, and she goes to some back alley to to have the have the kids so she doesn't have them taken away. And this actress uh uh Numi plays all seven. Just like James McAvoy did a great job, she did wonderful playing all seven of these people. And they're raised by their grandfather, who's played by Willem Dafoe. Love him. And uh, what happens is they get found out, and they have to like save each other. And each each sibling's named after a day of the week. Monday through Sunday. Oh, that's interesting. So they each have one day where they're allowed to leave. While the other six have to stay, they can't be seen. And it's it's a really cool movie. That's that's interesting. That's yes, that's, that's interesting. It was a really cool movie. Uh, it was you can tell it was kind of a lower budget film. Yeah, Glenn Close was in it. Uh, but check it out. It's on Netflix. What happened to Monday is one of my honorable mentions. I I enjoyed it. All right. Well, that's our favorite movies of 2017. If you haven't seen any of those, obviously we recommend them all. We recommend them all. Um, we're gonna briefly just you know kind of give you our. Movies of 2018 that we're looking forward to. We got there's okay. a, there's a plethora of movies that are coming out in 2018, and we're looking forward to a lot of them. Um, obviously, we're not going to talk about them at nauseum that we have been. We don't really I mean, know too much. Yeah, yet, because so. we haven't seen them. We don't know what's going on, but we we're just we're looking forward. What to movies it. are you looking forward to coming out next year, 2018? What right. movies are you going to line up at the theater day one? Yeah, um, I can give my list first. Okay. I'm just going to rattle them off. Real quick, uh, Avengers, Finny War, we talked about that at nauseum. And basically, we did an entire episode about that almost. So. We did an entire episode about the trailer. So that's how excited we are for this yeah. one. I can't, I'm looking forward to the new Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. I want to see what that's all about. I was, I like the, I like the first Jurassic World, so I want to see what that's all about. Deadpool 2, obviously. I'm looking, you're not one of your favorites. I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably it. see it. I'll probably see it, but Black, not high on my list. Black Panther. Yeah. That comes out like in two months. A month and a half, actually. So, Incredibles two. I forgot that that movie is going to be coming oh, yeah. out. I'm looking forward. to I that. forgot about that too. I I've been looking forward to that for a long time. Yeah. This is something that needs to happen. Um, the New Mutants. That looks like it's going to be a very interesting because it's it's the uh, mut the X Men universe, some mutants, but it's uh, written kind of like a horror movie. So I want to see what kind of what they do with that. That looks really. Interesting. I think I think Maisie Williams plays in that. She so. is. Yeah. Um. The new Pacific Rim is coming out. Uprising, it's th- those movies aren't good, but they're entertaining as fuck. I love. I want to see giant robots fighting giant yes. monsters, so that's why I want to see this. movie. I want it to be fucking Voltron, though. I don't want it to be Pacific Rim. Like, let's do fucking Voltron already. Well, there's some big ass monsters this one, so who knows what they have to do? I don't know. Um, Looking at you, Saban. Apparently, Venom is supposed to be coming out this year. Okay, that's that's a Tom rum- Hardy, right? I think so. That that's a rumor. I think I don't know, but I I hope it's coming out this year. I want to see what they do with that. Um, Ant Man the Wasp. Looking forward to that. So you're looking forward to every movie coming out, basically. Basically, yeah, and a Fantastic Beast, a new movie's coming out. I yeah, want to see that. I, I, I want to see that one too. So I'm really like super mega looking forward to the new the new Jurassic film. Yeah, is it? 
Is it called Jurassic Park 5 or is it called Jurassic World 2? It's called Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, they don't so, go with the number. That's no. smart. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. I love those films. I'm looking, like you said, Avengers, the Infinity War. Yeah. So stoked for that. But here's one you forgot to mention that I'm looking forward to. And I don't know. It might not be good, but I don't care. I'm going to go watch it. And that's Solo, a Star Wars story yeah. by Ron Howard. I didn't forget to mention it. I chose to leave it out. Oh, come I on. chose to leave it out. Come I chose on. to leave it out. There's been so many rewrites and so many so many director changes. I've heard that that movie I've I've heard things about the movie from people that are that are there. It's it's set up for failure. <coughs> it is so set up for failure. So that's good if you set the bar low. I mean, you know Han Solo is my favorite character in the Star Wars but universe. But is it your favorite character because it's Han Solo or is it because you love Harrison Ford? Oh, Which is it? Well could be. Which is it? That's the I big mean, I question. love so, Indiana Jones. I love Blade Runner. Not Maybe o- I fucking love Harrison yeah. Ford. Okay. Not only does this uh, movie have a big hurdle because of all the things that have been going on with it, it also has another big hurdle of, is he going to be a good Han Solo? Is this new guy going to be a good Han Solo? Is he going to do well or is he going to wreck it? Uh, freaking Rogue One I thought was a good movie, but there were no characters pretty much from any previous movie that weren't CGI. There was one or two. And then there was Darth Vader, but he had like a brief scene. He was a badass. But other than that, like Rogue One had basically all new characters for most of the movie. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? <coughs> Maybe it's just I love Harrison Ford. <laughs> it might be that. Yeah, so. I love I love Seven Days and Seven Nights. So, so maybe I fucking love Harrison Ford. So that's that's we got to remember that. We got to remember that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. So. I'm still gonna go see it too, but I'm mm, we'll see. We will see. What's your what's what else you got on that? That's it, man. That's that's, it? that's yeah. I'm, you kept it short and sweet. I, I like kept it. it short and sweet. I wanted to spend a lot of my time. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to. And this might not just be 2018. I'm looking forward to seeing what Disney does with almost absolute control of the Marvel franchise. The Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has grown exponentially with the acquisition of Fox and, and the majority of Sony too. I mean, they still doing the Venom movie and things of that. I get that, but I just, I'm just so excited to see all these comics, all these characters that we loved come to the big screen. And done the right way. I, I have a theory about that. It's going to go into our conversation about Star Wars. Okay. Um, but we're, we're going to talk about Star Wars now. And you really want to talk about Star Wars. I haven't had a chance to talk about it with anybody, really. So, here's the thing. I think we should just do a spoiler, honestly. Spoiler alert. I think, yeah, I think we should just do a spoiler conversation about Star Wars. If you've not seen it yet... By all means, stop this show right now and then come back and listen to it when you've seen it. But I think we should do a spoiler because I got a lot to say and not a lot, not a lot of time to say it. So There's a couple of things I want to say, too. Um, as far as spoilers go, there really wasn't as... Like, There's a huge fucking spoiler in this movie. I will Two get to that. huge fucking spoilers in this movie. Argu- three, arguably three. Three Argu- huge yeah, fucking three. spoilers arguably in three. this movie. Arguably so. three. Arguably three, but... Well, One okay. in particular that changes the way the rest of the movies were going to go, so... So, you, you're the one really excited to talk about it. You go first. <coughs> I th- I don't, The Last Jedi. I, I don't think it's any mystery at this point. I did not... I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I was extremely disappointed with the way this movie went. A lot of people were. 
Do you feel one thing? I I, th- I think Disney played it too safe. Do you agree? Well, with this that? goes into my this goes into what we were talking about before when you were excited about Disney getting hold of all of Marvel. This is what I was thinking about. What Marvel has is something Star Wars does not have. Marvel has one man behind the helm that loves these uh, these characters and these comics and loves these movies that is kind of consolidating everything to try to make try to make everything as make as much sense as possible, and that's Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, this is what I was thinking about. Kevin Feige is the man behind the Marvel movies. He's the one that kind of plans everything out. We're doing this movie this way. We're gonna this this person's gonna do this movie. Like he's the man that Disney goes to him. Like we're gonna be doing these movies. Like how are we gonna do these? And he's the man that's behind it all. Like he's you're shaking your head a little bit, but like he's pretty fucking well known. Um, and he kind of consolidates everything. And this is what I was thinking about. Star Wars doesn't have that. Disney's just writing the checks for the most part. Like, when it comes to the Marvel movies, most of them at least, Disney kind of just writes the checks, and they they have, obviously, control over it, but they leave most of the, they leave most of what's going to go on to this man, Kevin Feige. Well, Disney does that with J.J. Abrams, too. That's I fine, mean, but... but he took I, a step back with uh, The Last Jedi, but it's no secret. And I think that was part, I think that was the problem. He's coming back for the third And that's one. what he's, I think yeah. we need. I think Disney, so this, so what this means is the failure of Last Jedi is mm-hmm. not necessarily on Disney's head. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you have to say that they, Disney did not fail with this movie, then you got to say that they didn't necessarily succeed with the Marvel movies. They just kind of wrote the checks and let Kevin Feige do, you know, take most control over that. But Disney, I don't know. This movie was disappointing. I'm just gonna say that. it's disappointing. I liked the Force Awakens like a lot. I forgave it because. Everybody said, oh, that's just a new hope. Like, everything about the movie is just a new hope. It's a new hope. And I was like, I get it, but it was entertaining. It was fun. And it kind of restarted the, the Star Wars universe on a good note, as opposed to the prequel trilogies that happened. So I forgave it for that. This movie screamed Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Kind of together. Scre- yeah, they put them together. From the crawl. From the crawl that always goes up at the beginning of the movie. I was so excited. I was like, that uh, the freaking opera music came on. It was like, dun, 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 dun. it was like, Star Wars. John Williams. John yeah. Williams came on. I'm like, yes, fucking Star Wars. And then I started reading The Crawl. And I looked, I was like, so you're doing Empire Strikes Back. Because it literally said that the First Order has tracked down the Resistance after the defeat of their powerful weapon, and they finally found their base, and now the Resistance has to escape. I'm like, that was the beginning plot to Empire Strikes Back. Luke blew up their ultimate weapon, now the Empire is tracking down the Rebellion, and now the Rebellion has to escape. And I'm like, don't do not do this, but alright, whatever. They're Let's, doing this. I was this, like, whatever, this. do it, fine. Let's see what's going on. I love the opening sequence, I loved the um i love poe and his assault on the first order's fleet that came to chase after him i thought it was really good and it showed in the beginning that they're willing to take losses that basically the entire assault fleet while they completed the mission the entire assault fleet uh was destroyed doing that essentially and it showed that post while being a badass still has more growing to do he can't just be a flyboy kind of like han solo where he just does what he wants to do you know he's he's being bred to lead he's got oh, to will never be han solo no i'm just saying but like Throwing he's he's got to be bred to lead that's what they want to do they want to bring him to lead and you know he's got to learn that lesson after that it started going downhill for me honestly like 
I, I, I had a brief text message conversation with you, and I could tell you didn't want to talk about it. you want to save it for the show I did. because I did. because I was getting into it a little bit. <clears throat> it this movie started out as Empire, and basically the main plot was an episode of Battlestar Galactica. I don't know. I don't know if you watched the Battlestar Galactica series. So wait, wait. Let's because <clears throat> I like I watched some of the original Battlestar Galactica from the not, sev- not, from not, the not that one. The, the sequel series. I didn't watch too much of that. <clears throat> a lot of people did. And actually, Ed was the one that pointed it out to me, and I realized, yeah, that's right. That it, it rings tons of bells. Basically, the entire main sub story is the First Order figured out a way to chase them through light speed, and now they're chasing them down, and uh, they can't jump anymore because they're running out of fuel. So the First Order is kind of bombarding them because apparently their ships are too big to chase them down. Whatever that means. It's a thing. It's a thing. But it's physics. Physics exists in space, Adam. It physics does exist in space. But anyway, that's basically the plot of an episode of Battlestar Galactica. There was an episode when they when the fleet with Galactica, the battleship, escapes Caprica, their home planet. The early on, they jump through uh, sub uh, sublight speed. They jump through subspace, and after like thirty minutes. The Cylons appear and chase them down again, so they got to jump again. That's that was an episode of Battlestar Galactica. They basically took an episode of Battlestar Galactica and said, "Nobody's gonna remember that. Let's fucking do it here." I don't think they really did that, but they—that's basically what it was. And they didn't do it as well as Battlestar Galactica. I'm gonna say so. Um, then, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to make people think that there was originality left in the world. Because there's nothing originality. Battlestar Galactica used to rip off Roddenberry and Star Trek all fine. the time. That's fine. I could forgive it, though, if the writing wasn't so bad. The writing and the story was so bad. Everything with Kylo Ren I liked. Everything with Ray and Luke I liked. I thought those were great storylines. Everything else sucked. So I, I sucked. You, don't like, you didn't like the whole great tale of... Finn and Rose going to the gambling planet. And I was going to get into that. I got a whole, I got a whole, whole, I got a whole rant about rescuing that. the space horse. And <laughs> I got a whole rant about <laughs> Let's that. Let's hear your rant then. That's what we're that's what we're here for. That's what people are tuning in. To My rant about that is: first of all, the plan made no sense. The plan made no real sense. Let's be they honest. They needed a guy. They, they needed, needed a guy needed that a they guy. didn't know that existed, they got a guy. and they had to go leave the fleet. Use precious fuel to go to this planet that nobody nobody knows that this guy exists. There's and guy, yeah. there's apparently a guy, not the guy they were told there was, Ugh. apparently, but it's a completely different guy that ex mocked himself into the situation. <laughs> <laughs> so they got the guy. The whole fucking storyline makes no sense. It's a whole subplot that just takes you right out of the movie. It takes you right out of the movie into a completely different movie. Like, like if this was a TV series, that would have been one episode right there. So one, one story. So they get the guy. Not only do they get the guy. Benicio. They get the guy. They get Benicio. Which, um, um, what was the actor's name again? What's his name? Um, Benicio Del Toro. Oh, I thought you thought, Sorry, my bad. Yes. I was thinking you were talking about the character's name. Yeah, Benicio Del Toro. I don't know what completely, his character's name was. Completely wasted in the movie. He's fucking wasted in the movie. All right? They get the guy. They get onto the fucking starship so that they can... Basically, the whole thing is somehow... This lead ship can track the fleet, which is why they need a hacker to get them in to get into this area so that the engineer can shut down this tracker. Doesn't explain how this, tra- this ship is tracking it. It just says it can track it. 
fine, whatever, moving on. Um, I would have, I would have loved it if there was like a spy or something like that in the resistance. So you wanted, I wanted, you wanted a Jordy data conversation about how the tracker works. No, I wanted you don't something get that with Star Wars. You get that with Star Trek. I did. Here's well, the, the, well, the <coughs> flux capacity of the capacity. I don't need, of the, I don't need a Jordy. I don't need a Jordy data tracker, but I need there to be like one or two lines just thrown in there and be like, oh, we managed to launch a tracker and it's outside the hull of a ship or we've got a spy in their system. See, That's I thought, all I need. That's all I need. And I'm like. Cool, let's do it. I thought Laura Dern was the mole. I'm not going to kid you around. I thought Laura Dern was the mole. Turns out there is no mole. It's just It just happens. No. So whatever, fine, moving on. So not only uh, do they get onto the ship. So is uh, Dr. Sadler, like, <coughs> available? <laughs> <laughs> so not only, they hack into the door, they go to shut it down, um, they get caught doing it. Yes, they do. They get caught doing it. They get caught hard. And then Benicio Del Toro character is the one that betrayed them. And then he fucking leaves. So basically what we're saying is the entire subplot with Finn and Rose didn't make any difference. Made zero difference. Poe will never be Han Solo because Benicio fucking Del Toro (laughs) is going to be Han Solo. That's I loved him. I loved him. That's fine. But then this whole, the whole, basically, what it means is that whole, the whole thirty minutes or so that we spent on this planet with oh, Finn yeah. and Rose, the, all that time that we spent on there, you might as well not cut it out of the movie because no, they get it. caught and it, it doesn't they freed matter. a space horse, Adam. They freed <coughs> space horses. Yeah, they're free. It's like it's like basically the writers needed a reason for the ships to be able to detect the smaller ships when they left the main flagship. They needed a reason. They were like, I don't know how we're gonna do it. Okay, this entire subplot fails. And then, you know, the dude betrays him and somehow tells him about this and that and the other thing. Let's talk about the escape plan, too. Let's talk about that. All right? This whole thing would have worked. I thought you want to talk about Leia's free dive. Oh, I'm getting into that. <laughs> I'm getting into that. I'm getting into that. Let's talk about the escape plan first. Okay. The escape okay. plan, the logic of the escape plan is... For this person is in charge, we'll get into why this person is in charge and Leia is not in charge, but this person is in charge of the entire fleet, takes over as temporary general, whatever, and she's, got this, she's got this plan. Mm-hmm. But she, nobody needs to know what the plan is, though. Nobody needs to know what the plan is, but she's got a plan. It's a need to however, know basis, however, if she would have said, I've got a plan, I have a plan, you don't need to know, but I have a plan that we're going to get out of here. You don't need to know, I've got a plan, though. Trust me, I've got a plan. Poe would have never sent Finn and Rose to yes, this planet. He yes, he would have. If she would have said, we have a plan, just chill, homie. He would have been like, what's the fucking plan? She's like, I'm not fucking telling you. You could be the mole. You could be how they're tracking me. I don't know you from Adam. And you want you wanted me to tell you our secret plan. No, go, go fuck fine. yourself. Then fine. Go fuck yourself. Then fine. And he's going to be like, fine, then. I'm sending this guy and that girl. I'm going to send them fine. away. But, you, but for this plan to work, though, people would have to have known. People would have known and get things ready. So there would have been widespread enough gossip around the ship that it would have probably gotten back to Poe. I'm making assumptions. I'm just saying. But what I'm saying is, had he had Poe been informed about this plan, he would have never sent Finn and Rose to this planet. They would have never got caught, and their plan would not have failed. It was terrible writing. Horrible writing. It was not great writing. It was there for no reason. And then it all ends with everybody being friends after, you know, Poe gets knocked out when he tries to take the bridge and shit like that. It all ends with, I, you know, I think I like him. He's going to make a great soldier one day. The fucking dude just held a gun at you and 
held he's you responsible for hundreds of deaths because and all of a sudden, yeah. and all of a sudden, you respect him now. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> like seriously, shut up. Now let's get it. Now let's get into Leia's fucking dive back into the shit. Let's get into this. Let me tell you, I spent half this movie like this. She's you, a you Skywalker. Can't, you can't. You can't see it. I had my head tilted to the side with my mouth half open, like, huh? Okay. Huh. There was no, unlike Force Awakens, there was no wide-eyed, oh my god, this is so amazing. Let me tell you why I hated it. For those of you who don't know, when the flagship is attacked, a TIE fighter shoots missiles at the uh, bridge of the ship where Leia's sitting, blows up the entire bridge, and everybody that don't get blown up by the... uh, Fiery massacre fiery of hell. Death, yes. Of hell. The hellfire. Um, yeah. Gets sucked out. Leia's one of those. And I thought that's how you they are. You're afraid I, you're gonna get sucked out. I thought that's how they were gonna deal with Lay with uh Carrie Fisher's death. Yes. I me thought, too. Me I too. I thought they were gonna send her out like that. I, I thought, was like, well, that settles that. I, I was like, I guess that's how we're gonna do it. Okay, it's it's a sad moment. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. sad. Carrie Fisher died in real life. Now we have to watch Leia die. Oh my god, this is so sad. And then they pan the camera out to space, and you have a close up on Leia's body. I'm like, oh my god, we actually have to watch Leia drift into space. It's horrible. And then her fucking eyes pop open. I'm like, no. And then she reaches her hand out and fucking. Jesus is herself back into the fucking mm-hmm. empty bridge. Forces open, herself. Opens the she door. She forces herself. Yeah, okay. She uses the force, opens the door, and does that. I can, listen, I can forgive the fact that she can use a force because she's a Skywalker, a Skywalker and she can do that. I can't forgive her being out in the middle of the vacuum of space and surviving. She holds her motherfucking breath. You, no, you can't do that. That doesn't work. Jedis can. Well, she's not a Bullshit. Jedi. She has the Force. She's not, but she, but she's not a master of the Force. She no. can, she can, she's got enough to do parlor chicks at a wine party or something like that. But she, <laughs> is this your card? Yeah, exactly. Oh, what's that in your ear? <laughs> exactly. I thought, I thought it was first. You're fired up about. I am this. fired up. I'm mad. If you're gonna, if you're gonna keep, if you're gonna keep, let Layer survive this. Don't let her survive this by being in the vacuum of fucking space and having her suck herself back in. <laughs> I could even forgive it, honestly, if there was like an X-wing flying out there and they see Leia's body and they bring her back in and she, because she's in a coma afterwards. It's not like she, she's up and at him and everything like that. They when did she in Guardians in. of the Galaxy. Yeah, and I, and you know what? I hated that too. I thought it was bullshit. Here's the thing, though. I forgave them only because it was explained later that Quill was only half human. He's half god. That's why I Same let it go. Same thing with Leia. Same thing with Leia. She's not half God. She's half Jedi. She's not power. half God, and she didn't really train as a Jedi. She might have, you know, trained by herself to, you know, picks, to, to to move the cup, the mug across the table or something like be, that. Her brother is probably like, "Yo, Leia, if you ever find yourself out <clears throat> chilling in space, this is what you have to do." I, I, but what I'm saying is, I could, I could forgive the whole. Being out in space, if it wasn't her that saved herself, like that, like if 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 there was an X-wing flying on the side and said, "I found General's body," and they brought her in, and they were like, "We can save her. Put her, you know, in this fucking chamber, this future bullshit space chamber, and we can save her." I could be like, "All right, fine." It's whatever. not the future; it's the past. <laughs> whatever. It's technologically advanced compared to us. So I could I could forgive it, but not not waking up in the middle of space and sucking yourself back in. I can't. 
That's that's bad writing is what that is. Fuck, even in the future nothing works. <laughs> it's it's just bad writing, Scott, is what it is. That's it's basically didn't bother me. Didn't bother me. <clears throat> but what it what didn't it tells what it tells me is the writers couldn't figure out how to solve problems, so they just made it up. They're like, Well, we there's no there's no reason for this problem to be solved. Let's just have the problem be solved. And that's storytelling now. Teddy bears took down the Galactic Empire. And you know I have a problem with that. And you know I have a problem <laughs> with that. Is, so. This is the universe this, this 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 thing we love exists in. And you know what exists too? Metachlorians, but we can't we don't have to accept those, do we? <laughs> Thank I, you. I, Thank you. It exists in the I, same universe. Come on. Come on. Apparently it does. You know I what I did love? I did love? I loved the Yoda uh when Yoda yeah, appeared. Very cool. I loved it. Not just do I love it, it was a fucking Muppet. It was a Muppet. It was. It wasn't like a CGI Frank Yoda. Oz too. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. I loved that. I loved. As I said, everything with Ray, Luke, and Kylo Ren, I loved. That that was written. Not everything with Kylo Ren, but I everything s- with Ray and Luke, I loved. I saw the the Internet Movie Database of Last Jedi before I watched it, and when I saw Frank Oz's name in the credits. I said, motherfucking Yoda's going to be in here somehow. And yeah. I'm like, oh, he's going to come as a premonition. And there he was. And he was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Fucking Luke is like, I'm going to set fire to it. I'm going to end the Jedi. And, you, and he's trying to do it. He's like, I can't do it. Bitches out. Do it. And then Yoda's like, tap, tap. Boom. Lightning comes down from the sky. Just lights a shit on fire. He's like, that's the Jedi Order's histories. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's just books. It's just words. You, don't, you weren't even around when they were there. So shut up. Have you read them? <laughs> Well, not all of them. <laughs> Luke had to learn one more lesson. He had to learn one more lesson. I loved, I loved the, I loved the ending when Luke confronted Kylo Ren oh, on that dude. planet. That was so. So it was Hoth, right? Badass. It was pretty much Hoth. Well, it wasn't cold, so no, it wasn't. But it looked like Hoth. <laughs> it looked like, yeah, it was okay. basically Hoth. It was so. basically Hoth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved it. It was so badass. The fucking. He fucking wipes the salt, literal salt, yeah. off of him whenever Kylo Ren's like, every fucking laser cannon on that man right now. And when it's all done, just wipe the salt off. It was great. It was a so, great sequence. So I'm going to I'm gonna give, give something here. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. Continue. We were talking about the Steelers earlier. Shortly after the Steelers and the Patriots game happened, I was reading one of the, one of the things. I happened to be on Facebook, and I went to one of the – the, the full of what one place that's full of vile villainy and scum in the entire universe, and that's the Facebook comment section. It's oh, a yeah. terrible place to go, but somehow I always find myself there. I was reading an ESPN Sports Center post about the Steeler catch, the questionable, and I go to the comment section to see what other people have to say. <coughs> Some motherfucker puts on the first call, it's about the Patriots and Steelers, has nothing to do about anything. Just about a catch. The first comment in there says, some asshole puts, Luke dies. <laughs> I wanted to fucking strangle this person. I don't even know you. So the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, it's going to happen somehow. It's going to happen somehow. And then the scene with, with uh, Kylo Ren where he like hits him with the, the lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, that's it. And he's fucking not really there i was like this fucking guy he he pulled a crazy ivan on me he wanted me to think he wanted me to think that luke dies and he fucking doesn't this is great go ahead adam and then by the way i love i love i love this part so much i thought it was a i was i thought it was fitting it cuts to luke 
sitting on that fucking rock overlooking the ocean on his island, levitating in air, fucking stoned, little stones around him just floating in the air, just, he's force projecting himself, oh my god, that is so fucking badass, he fucking force projected himself there, and it, it ends with Luke's death. Luke, he, <sighs> he's given, he gave up the force years and years ago. And he's just now reaccepted the force in his life. Not only does he reaccept it, he hasn't used it for years, but he does something as as taxing as force projecting yourself across the fucking galaxy. Like that is incredibly taxing. But not only that, but it wasn't a sad ending. It was Luke accepting his fate. Luke accepting basically being taking on the mantle of Yoda. Now he takes on the mantle of Yoda. He looks up into the sun and he smiles and he disappears. Now he's fucking Yoda. He looks up into the binary sunsets and John Williams, the binary sunset is playing as it happens. Yes. I thought that was so powerful. It was, it was amazing. That's how we were introduced to Luke Skywalker in a fucking new hope. And that's how it ended. That was brilliant. As I said, it was a fitting end. Luke had a very, very fitting end to this movie. I thought, I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great, it didn't, it didn't end with some big lightsaber battle with Kylo Ren like it did with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. It didn't end with him traveling and rejoining the resistance and doing that. No. Rey is essentially on her own, but I still think Luke is going to, I still think Luke is going to make an appearance as like a premonition or something like that or a voice to kind of show, teach Rey when she's in her time of need. I got so many things. I got so many things. Go, 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 you, you You brought up the Darth Vader Obi Wan lightsaber battle. How basically Obi Wan knew he couldn't defeat Darth Vader, yeah. but he wanted to delay him so Luke and Han could escape. And once once they were clear, that's when he lowered his lightsaber. Vader struck, but we've seen lightsabers chop people in half. And what happened? What happened to Obi Wan? He just disappeared into his robe on the floor. And Vader himself, a Sith Lord, he was even confused. He what starts, the fuck happened? He I'm, starts, I've, I've cut people in yes. half. I've cut younglings with, well, these, well, with these things. What is going on? Like, you're supposed to be in six pieces now. <laughs> so he's like kicking around the robe on the floor. And we don't see that again until Luke does an Obi-Wan. He just disappears. All that's left is his robe on the rock. What I thought was really cool when, when Kylo and Luke were having their face-to-face conversation and Kylo was telling him that he's going he's gonna to kill everybody and Luke Luke didn't give him the whole Obi-Wan, if you strike me down, I'm going to come back strong. I'm, I'll become stronger than you can imagine. He looked at Kylo and was like, you're not going to fucking do anything. <laughs> you're not going to do it. You're not gonna, you're not going to ki- take down the resistance. You're not going to kill Rey. You're not going to do any of that bullshit. Shut the fuck up, you little shit. And then you saw one, one other thing I want to bring up. The scene, and it was so, so Je- at Return of the Jedi, where Rey turns herself in willingly, yes. thinking that she can bring Ben Kenobi back. She, this is this was when Luke went to Vader. What does what does Kylo Ren do? The same thing Vader did. Takes him right to Snoke, right to the Emperor, and what happens in that scene? The worst. Thing that could happen in this movie. It was the worst decision making. But go ahead, tell him. So we so we remember how Darth Vader kills the Emperor. Yes. In this scene, <clears throat> Kylo Ren kills Supreme Leader Snoke. In a kind of a, a bitch way to go, too, nonetheless. He did. I think 
I this was probably my least favorite thing about this movie because it took a villain that we don't know anything about, Snoke, Andy Serkis. They wasted so many good actors. Andy Serkis is now fucking dead. He's dead. Could have been. Could have done a lot with him. Yeah, you could have done so much with him. But Snoke, we don't know anything about Snoke. We, won't. we don't know if he's. A, we didn't know if he was a Sith. We didn't know if he was against the Sith. We didn't know what the fuck was I going on. I thought he was going to be Darth Darth Plagueis. That's what everybody thought, but yes. we don't fucking know now. At, here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought, because when he does it, he, Kylo Ren uses the Force to turn the lightsaber so it's facing Snoke, because the lightsaber's sitting next to him in his chair, and Snoke is distracted, so he turns on the lightsaber, basically cuts him in half, Using the force and shit like that in his life. He doesn't turn into a robe. He's cut in half. Oh, he's yes. he's sliced in half. Yes. He's fucking done. And I thought it was going to be a thing where he was going to survive. I thought he was going to be saved because we've seen in the Star Wars universe people get cut in half and they survive. Don't even bring up uh, Ron Parks, uh, Darth Maul. I wasn't going to bring that up. God, I hate that. We've seen we've seen that. Anakin Skywalker get fucking hacked to pieces and he survived. So I thought it was going to be a thing where it's like. He's cut in half, but he's going to survive, and they're going to escape, and it's going to be a whole thing. Maybe maybe they twisted it up. Maybe Rey did save Kylo Ren. Maybe Rey does save Kylo Ren, and they go and join. Now they have to fight Snoke. I thought maybe they're going to twist it up. No. Maybe they were going to do that. Wrong. There was a it, there was a fight scene afterwards with between Rey and Kylo and Snoke's guards. Badass. Such a good fight scene. But Snoke's dead. Because they, they pan down to his body, his tongue is hanging out, and he's on the floor, he's cut in half, he's dead. It's horrible. And then Kylo Ren does a thing where he's like, he does the Darth Vader thing, his completion of being Darth Vader, where he's like, oh, you know, this is going to be my empire, and I, we can make it into whatever we want, join me, Ray, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't want Kylo Ren as the main villain. I wanted, Snoke was a good, he could have been a good villain. You ruined him. You ruined Snoke. He did this fucking, he did this really badass force lightning where he whipped it on the floor and ricocheted off the floor and fucking hit Ray. It was, it was fucking cool as shit. He was, yeah. he was being pimp about his fucking, it wasn't just like, ah, like fucking the emperor. He was like, psh, psh, hit him. It was really cool. And they ruined it. They ruined it. They fucking ruined it. It was, it was terrible. I, I, I don't like it. Kylo Ren is not, he's aggressive and he's got a temper, but he's not the same kind of villainy we expect from a, a Sith Lord or a Snoke or something like that. The person that leads the army, Hux, he's not that much of a badass. He's kind of a bitch. Like, we've got some bad villains now, in my opinion. And here's here's the other big, big thing I'm more curious about. They never kill Leia in this movie. Yeah. So does that mean that they're going to CGI Ugh. Leia in the third movie, despite the fact I thought they said they were going to do it? I don't know. Basically, what it comes down to is, I don't think it's a bad movie. But, for the amount of hype that this movie had all year, and rightfully so, it is a Star Wars movie, backed with Disney's money, with the amount of hype this movie had, it should have been a good movie. I don't care about the Star Wars story movies. Like, I don't care about the Rogue Ones and the Solos. I thought Rogue One was good. <clears throat> it was good. I, lo I love Rogue One. But what I'm saying is, I don't care about those movies. They can be hit or miss all you want. The main trilogy, you gotta knock it out of the park. You have to. Every single one. If you're gonna have Disney's money behind it, you've gotta knock every single one out of the park. It can't just be average. It has to be good. 
And I don't think it was a bad movie, but it definitely wasn't a good Star Wars movie, in my opinion. It was a good sci-fi movie, but it wasn't a good Star Wars. It wasn't anything what I wanted. So we talked about uh, Luke's death, or whatever that was. Transition into the Force. We talked about, uh, well, transition into the Force is... Is he is he taking a boat to the west? Is <laughs> is he regenerating into the next iteration of Luke Skywalker? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But whatever, one of those things. We talked about Snoke being chopped in half. There's one more death that I want to discuss with you. Captain Phasma. Is she dead? I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, they, she fell into the, a fiery pit of hell. Well, the first one they threw into a trash compactor on a planet that was about to blow up, and somehow she survived. So is she dead? She, I hope she's not because it's a waste. So if it's not, <coughs> she is the Boba Fett of the new trilogy. Yeah. Because everybody fucking loved Boba Fett. They all had hard-ons for <coughs> Boba Fett. He had hardly any lines. He was not a main character. He, was, he didn't become popular until years later. Yeah, people so. just liked him after the fact. Captain Phasma, Brienne of Tarth. I feel like she was wasted. She yeah. was wasted, is what yeah. it was. One last point, and then we'll end it. Yeah. I think one of the biggest, the poorest examples of bad writing in this movie, though, in my opinion, is the forced relationship between Finn and Rose. They're forcing a relationship between these two people because everybody assumed Finn's going to end up with Ray. You know, they're perfect for each other. I think they were trying to make a point, like, no, that's not going to happen. So they had to bring in another character for Finn. It obviously was not planned from the beginning. It's somebody he's known for about a day. About a day. And she risks her life to save his life. You can't marry someone you just met? (laughs) Exactly. It's like, they know each other for about a day. She risks her life to save his life. And then she says, we have to save our things. We have to save love. And she reaches up and kisses him and stuff like that. And I'm like, where did this come from? Like, can we have... Can we have character development, please, before we do shit like this? Like, this is, it's like teenage love. It's like a 15-year-old saying, I just got a, I just had my first date with this guy. He's my boyfriend now. Like, I love him. We're going to get married someday. It's, it's like that. It's like, can we have some character development? I don't mind if they're going to hook up. That's fine. But can we develop that relationship a little bit? Maybe don't do this until third movie three. I kind of wanted to see Ray and Finn get together. because well, I She's wanna... going to be a Jedi, so that's not going to happen. What do you mean that's not going to happen? It happen. It didn't. And she's, but she's not interested in that, too. It didn't stop Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman from getting and down. And we saw how that ended. Get down so. on it. Well, whatever. Well, well, here's why. But if you pay attention to Ray's character, she didn't seem like she's interested in that kind of shit. She wants to find her place in the universe. And that. so... I was always hoping that somehow, when you find out who Ray's parents are, I, I was hoping... I was going to bring that up. That's yeah. another great point. I was hoping that they were going to be... This is where I feel that Disney played it too safe. I wanted them. To, I wanted her to be like the illegitimate t- child of, of Han Solo or or maybe Luke Skywalker. Maybe he's... <laughs> I know Jedi aren't supposed yeah. to do that, but maybe he sired an offspring. You know? But you find out, allegedly, you find out that her parents were just like, Eh. They're like junkers or something yeah, like that. They, they let they're they're nobody. They they just left her on that planet because they didn't want her and they needed money or whatever. They they're nobody. I thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. Really? Here's why. Here's why. Because 
I don't know if they made that choice originally or if they made that choice just because there was all the big hype of who's your parents, who's your parents, and the stuff like that. I thought it was an amazing choice because it shows not everybody in this universe is important. Not everybody is necessarily important, but they don't have to be important to do great things. She doesn't have to be the daughter of Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or be an important person in the universe. She can just be the daughter of some random people that didn't want her and still be an important part of the universe. There's no more questions of who's your parents or who's her parents. There's no more questions of this. Her parents are nobody. They're just nobodies that just didn't want her. But she's still an important part. She's going to start the next Jedi Order. She's, I, her parents are not Darth Vader. Luke's parents, Luke's father was fucking Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith and shit like that. Like, her parents aren't anybody. I, but she's but yeah. she's one of the most important people in, in the universe now, right now. Yes, now. Now. She's, she's, be, she's the last Jedi. <clears throat> yes. She's become one of the we most important know. people in the universe. Who's the last Jedi? But Who she, is it? But it's she did, But she didn't do it because her parent, her dad was Han Solo, or her dad was Luke Skywalker, or her mom was Leia. She didn't do it because of that. She did it because... She is just a regular fucking person who was force sensitive. It kind of shows it at the end too. We, we at the end we see the boy, we see the boy in that shop on that planet who has the force. Yes. he he's two feet away from the broom and he forces the broom into his hand. He's a regular fucking person, yeah. but he can be a Jedi. That's what you get when I mean you find a <coughs> a six year old slave boy on the You're on right. Tatooine and he was a nobody and he turned out to be. <coughs> Yeah, I thought that was one of the better parts of the movie. That was one of the better pieces of writing. I would love to see Finn and Rey get together, and I know she probably won't have a love interest, but it would make Bigot's head explodes. A black guy that would just that would just make so many assholes mad, and I want that to happen. It 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 would. um, I think I think it'd be better if she didn't end up with anybody, only because. Her character has never been somebody who has been attracted to men. She doesn't seem like she's interested in relationships. She likes Finn because she because Finn's her friend. If she better not, if she doesn't get with Finn, she better not get with anybody. Like yeah. you're saying, I yeah. don't want her to end up with Poe because that would just be so fucking That'd be cliche. Weird. That'd be weird. He's a lot older than her, but they he's just, a good-looking guy. They She's just a, met, like literally just met in this movie. Like, oh, there's going to be six more films, Adam. Don't you worry your little head. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I really hope. J.J. Abrams comes back. He's going to come back for the next one, but I hope he sticks around for a while and fixes this dumpster fire that The Last, Je- Last Jedi was. And I, like I said, it's not a bad movie. I say it's a dumpster fire because you have to knock these ones out of the park. It wasn't knocked out of the park. It was more confusing, more poorly written with bad subplots and kind of a bad main plot for the most part. So you get, come back, J.J., come back, Abrams, fix Star Wars. We don't need more prequel movies. Fix Star Wars, please. It was pretty. I'm going to say that. It was pretty. All right. Let's give a shout out to the beer of the show, the Imperial Red Ale from the Laverty Brewing Company in Erie, Pennsylvania. Thank you guys for keeping us hydrated. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can send an email to foryourdistraction at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can search for For Your Distraction on there. You can like us. We're also on Twitter. Search for For Your Distraction and follow us. You can tweet us at podcastfyd. There's a whole bunch of different ways to listen to the show. You can find us on SoundCloud by downloading the free SoundCloud app on your smartphone. Search for For Your Distraction and subscribe to us on there. Uh, We are also on iTunes for your Apple people. And uh, you can 
find our show on there, listen to all of our shows there. You can write a review and rate us. That would be great. We really appreciate that. Uh, you can also find us on Podbean under the Movie Guys podcast. It's kind of like the the hub for the Be Real Network right now. Um, the BeRealNetwork.com, I think, is down right now as we're recording this, under construction. So in the future, you can go to www.breelnetwork.com. Like, like I said, as we're recording this, it's not up, but in the future, it may be. Um, but yeah, Podbean is the best, Podbean, best way right Podbean's now. Podbean's a good way to do it, or iTunes or SoundCloud by searching for For Your Distraction. That's us. That's us. Yes, that is the end of 2017. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. I just want to say, before we sign off here, Adam, another thing that I'm grateful for is this podcast and to all of our great listeners, whether we know you, whether we've met you, or whether we have no idea who you are, we just want to give a big heartfelt thank you. We never dreamed that this show would be going on for as long as it was. We're just doing it because we have fun. We like movies. We like pop culture. And we'd like to take you on this little ride with us. So, again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you guys for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. You know what I'm thankful for? Adam Driver is the most ripped force user in the galaxy. <laughs>